0: Economic news on SAFM. Facts and figures you can count on. And we join on the line now by Nadir Token, investment analyst at 274 Investment Managers. Uh, let's start with talk about Sassel and Sassel uh, abandoning plans to issue new shares to pay off the Inzalo debt. Yeah, Sakina, I think this came on the back of, uh, you know, sustained pressure from shareholders who were obviously very grumpy about uh, the issue of new shares to repay this debt, and that be- that's because they would have experienced a 4% dilution um, had the share issue gone ahead. So essentially what had happened is that, uh, you know, Sassel had said, look, we'll need to issue around about 43 million shares to raise about uh, just under 17 billion rand in order to repay the debt uh, that the Cecil, that the Inzalo scheme uh, still owes, which needs to be paid by September uh, 2018 when the Inzalo scheme had actually expired and the shares convert to ordinary Cecil shares. Um, so, obviously, given the, the reduced amount of dividends which Cecil has paid um, you know, since the launch of the program just under 10 years ago, um, you know, the, 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 the dividends paid have not been sufficient to cover the debt of the, of, of, of the plan. Um, you know, something like 7.6 billion rand in dividends were paid to Inzala, of which 5 billion rand went to repay uh, the banks and the rest of the 2.6 billion rand, or repay banks and other service providers, and the, other, the rest of the 2.6 billion rand going to uh, the black shareholders in the Cecil and scheme. So, Sakina, essentially what needs to happen is that... Um, um, you know, SASOL will have to find, unless the Sasso share price appreciates quite rapidly over the course of uh, before September 2018, which is just under 12 months away, let's say 11 months away, um, you know, we need to see the share price going up by just under 100 Rand. And it's currently 389 Rand, needs to get to around about 480 Rand if the uh, debt is to be fully covered at the time of expiry. Um, you know, the, the CFO of the company has said that that's unlikely that the share price would go up that much, Uh, and now given that they've abandoned plans to issue new shares to raise that debt um, under the, you you know, pressures from from shareholders, a number of shareholders including, um, you know, a number of the large asset managers who obviously hold quite a large stake in the company on behalf of their clients, Um, you know, they've put them under pressure because they don't want to be diluted, um, you know, essentially by 4% from the issue of the new shares, and they've said, well, they need to find alternative mechanisms for raising the funding. Now, um, you know, obviously there's a couple of options that Thessell has. Um, you know, they could uh, they could use cash on hand. Um, that's the one option. The other option is that they could raise um, more. They could raise more debt. Um, you know, and and uh, that's obviously probably the least preferred option at this point in time because they already have a significant uh, project in the U.S. The Lake Charles Esa Cracker, which has cost them somewhere in the region of twelve billion dollars, which obviously has quite a significant portion of debt and it would be in Sassel's interest to keep their investment-grade credit rating uh, because repaying that debt would become a whole lot more expensive, um, you know, if if, if they had to uh, be downgraded and, you know, obviously taking on more debt would increase the risk of that. Um, And the other option is that Sassel pays less dividends over the next 12 months or so and uses those proceeds to, um, you know, repay some of the the, the Sassel and Zalo debt. So, Sakina, at these levels, um, you know, they they need to raise somewhere in the region of 16 billion rand, um, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they find that money now, given that uh, the the shareholders have rejected the issuing of the new shares. And uh, just a quick picture of what's happening in the United States, Earning season there, Nadir? (laughs) Yeah, Sakina, so the banks kicked it off yesterday, uh, Citigroup and JP Morgan. Um, the share prices obviously reacted quite adversely. They didn't like the results at all. Um, you know, and I think uh, there was a lot expected from these companies given the continuously upgraded expectations for earnings um, within the U.S. So we're starting off with a bit of a wobble, Sakina. But if you actually look at the underlying numbers, um, you know, I personally think they're not that bad. Uh, you know, obviously, trading revenue came under some significant pressure. Um, you know, we which is what was driving these banks' earnings uh, for the last couple of quarters. So I think the market was uh, shocked by that, uh, particularly fixed income trading revenues, we, uh, which were down quite significantly um, in the third quarter. But you know, if you look at what's actually driving the bank's earnings season, both across uh, or, uh, earnings numbers, both across uh, JP Morgan and Citibank, and we'll wait and see what the rest of the banks report uh, today and moving into next week, is that um, actually the spread that they're making on borrowing money or lending people um, is increasing, which means, and there's an increased uh, demand for loans. So, Sakina, the spread is improving and the top line is improving, which is kind of an indication that uh, the U.S. economy is uh, moving from strength to strength because there's increased demand uh, for credit and banks are making more money on the, the, the yield spread, basically the amount that they charge people for the loans versus what they pay the central bank to borrow money. So, Sakina, if that spread is going up and people are demanding Uh, more credits it's a sign that the economy is getting healthier and that's definitively positive for the u.s economy and hopefully we see that filtering through into some of the other companies earnings over the course of the next couple of couple of weeks in the u.s and it's a sustained theme that the economy is moving from strength to strength and then uh, just a final one nadir our bond market seems to have come under pressure recently why is that yeah, Sikhina, I think it's very much related to uh, foreign appetite for emerging market debt on the back of comments being made by the Federal Reserve about the pace and the rate of interest rate increases. So, um, you know, we've said it on this program a number of times that our bond market is actually driven quite significantly at the moment by uh, the foreign inflow. So, foreigners own somewhere in the region of 40% of our bond markets. And um, when the Federal Reserve is talking about increasing interest rates or tightening monetary policy and not doing it too gradually, what happens is that um, you know, these foreigners, it's all of a sudden, there's, a, there's sort of risk or sentiment, or there's a perception that the yield spread between uh, South African debt and U.S. debt on an inflation-adjusted basis is going to narrow because interest rates in the U.S. are going to go up. And we see that money flows out of emerging markets as a general theme, um, you know, so South Africa is Obviously, uh, one of the big beneficiaries of those inflows because we are a very large, liquid emerging markets. And uh, just like we get those inflows when there's a search for yield, we lose those inflows when that search for yield stops and our, <laughs> and our bond yields um, spike on the back of that. So, Sakina, that's pretty much what's been driving it. Nadir, let's leave it there. Have a good weekend. And that was Nadir Token.